So, uh, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class, Sunday, May 16th, still in Davidson, North Carolina, 2021. So, at the end of the class last week, I was looking for the verb, and actually, uh, I looked at it again more calmly with more time, and, and the verb is actually... If you didn't see last yes, uh, last week's class, you may wonder what in the world I'm talking about. So anyway, uh, we did two verses uh, last week. We ended with two verses. And uh, and then for the verse we're doing today, which is 111.11, I said, well, this verse, 111.11, doesn't really have a verb. It's not complete. So we were looking for the verb in the following verses because the division of the Bhagavatam or the Gita into numbered verses is something which according to all scholars came later. If you look at the earliest manuscripts that, are survived, that have survived, sort of these handwritten manuscripts, which in North India were generally written on birch bark, uh, the bark of the birch tree because it's white and so it was good for writing. And in South India was generally written on uh, palm leaf. And uh, so in the earliest actual physical manuscripts uh, that we have, the, the verses aren't numbered or divided exactly the same way, but they are clearly shlokas. So the, the vast majority of the verses are clearly verses. They're sentences that generally take two lines but sometimes not and so you'll so the numbering system kind of was a later addition anyway so um if you excuse me just one moment i'm gonna get some water so i don't start uh coughing Sorry for that brief interruption. I just needed to get a glass of water. So um, sometimes what you'll find is you'll find several verses in the Bhagavatam, or even in the Gita, actually, which are one sentence, but they go for several verses. And sometimes uh, a verse will be translated in our books, but it's but that verse is actually not a complete sentence. It's part of several verses that together form a complete sentence. So that's what I was talking about at the end of the class last week. So if we look at uh, 111.1, the verse we're doing today, it says, Madhu bhoja dasharha kukurandaka vrishni vi atmatulya balayar guptam nagayar bhogavatim iva. So this verse 11 uh, actually goes with the previous two verses because the verse says, if you look at the last line in the third verse, guptam means protected. And so this word guptam, protected, actually refers to the previous verse in our books, the word puram, city. That uh, so thus uh, 
listening to uh, verse 10 says, thus listening to Shinvano, the vachaha, the words, the statements, udirita, uh, which were uttered by the citizens, Krishna, who was bhaktavatsala, affectionate to his devotees, anugrahang drishtya vitanvan, literally spreading his mercy, distributing his mercy by his glance. So just by, and Prabhupada used to do this, and just, he was so powerful, but Krishna, just by his glance, he's actually spreading his mercy. And with all that going on, Pravishat, he entered Puram, the city. Pravishat Puram. So in verse 10, the previous verse, if you want to break it down into, you know, the simple structure of the sentence, it's Krishna, Bhaktavatsala, Pravishat, Puram. Krishna entered the city, and as he entered the city, he was doing two things, which are expressed by Sanskrit uh, participles. Shunbana, he was listening to the words uttered by the citizens, and he was spreading his mercy by his glance. So as he's doing those two things, Pravishat, Puram, he entered the city. So that's the context. Now we come to this verse and the word guptam, the last word of the third line, protected, is referring to the city. So Krishna entered the city which was protected, guptam, by, protected by the madhus, bojas, dasharhas, uh, the Arhas, the Kukuras, the Andakas, and the Vrishnis. And all those, because these are different clans among the Yadus. In the Yadus, there were different great families that had their own traditions. And so these are the great families, the great communities that made up the Yadu dynasty. And these people were Atma Tulia Balayar, whose uh, Whose, uh, whose bala, strength, was tulia, equal atma to his own. So Prabhupada translates this verse as Bhagavati, the capital of Nagaloka. And, and, that's, and that's, uh, that's the last line, that the, um, the city was gupta and protected like Bhagavatim, the city of the Nagas, is protected, Nagair, by the Nagas. Even like, like that. So Prabhupada translates this as Bhagavati, the capital of Nagaloka, is protected by the Nagas, so was Dwarka protected by the descendants of Vrishni, the Bojas, uh, Madhus, Dasharhas, Arhas, Kukuras, Andakas, etc., who are as strong as Lord Krishna. So that's a complete sentence. Uh, so which I missed in the last class. So we'll go and probably go back and delete that part so it looks like I knew what I was talking about. So now verse 12, uh, which is still describing the city actually. So that, that was the verb. So the verb was actually pravishat, he, Krishna, entered. Pravishat means entered. He entered Puram, the city. So now the next several verses are not complete sentences in themselves. They're given as separate verses in the BBT edition but they're actually still part of the sentence of uh, 1.11.10 because 
uh, and you can tell because, for example, in verse 12, the, the last word of the verse Shriyam, it ends in an M because it's the object of the verb Pravishat, he entered the city. So this verse, again, not a complete sentence, but describing Dwarka, grammatically not a complete. So Sarvartu Sarva Vibhava, Punya Vriksha Latashramai Udhyanopavanaramai Vrittapad Makara Shriyam. Uh, so the beauty, Shri, and here the accusative Shriyam, that city was beautiful with all these things that are described here. That it had the uh, it had the beauty of Sarvartu of all seasons, and we'll just take a a moment here to say that if you look at the word for word Sarva Ritu, uh, Ritu like you've heard of uh, the Ritwick. I don't know if you haven't heard of it. If you're very fortunate and uh, pious, you probably haven't heard of it. But some people propagated an absurd idea of that there's a, a Ritwik Acharya, and, and, and the word Ritwik means Ritu Ij, Ritu which means sacrifice in season. The word Ritu means season, and it just referred to ritualistic priests doing fire sacrifices, not to a surrogate of any kind, including a surrogate guru. Anyway, so Sarvartu means all seasons, Sarva Vibhava. So all the opulences of all the seasons, every season has its opulence because Krishna is a great artist. Even in countries where it snows, I mean, maybe not Arctic weather, but uh, for people that say in mild climates where they may get a little bit of snow, it's actually kind of a lot of fun. Walk in the snow, suddenly the world you've been looking at all year suddenly turns white. It turns just this pure white color. And so it definitely has its own charm. And, and many, many, most people actually that live in such climates will tell you that it, it has its charm. If you think of all the, uh, like the typical paintings and pictures and greeting cards around Christmas, where they typically show it, because as we know, uh, Santa Claus Prabhu comes to the North Pole. So, um, so even winter and summer when it's warm and, you know, people can swim all the time and uh, all kinds of fruits come out, autumn certainly has inspired many, many poets, the, the sort of the moods of autumn and, um, and spring. I mean, spring is famous for just all the flowers come out and beautiful new leaves on the tree. So, so every season actually has its opulence. And that's what's stated here, Sarvartu Sarvavibhava, all the opulences of all the seasons. And Punya Vriksha Latashramai, and with ashramas, uh, hermitages or dwellings in which there were Lata, creepers, uh, Vriksha, and trees, pious trees and creepers, which in this context would mean that you know, full of fruits and flowers, as opposed to kind of not giving anything like that. So pious trees and creepers full of fruits and flowers, all the opulences of all the seasons. And this is in Dwarka all the time. So Udhyana, there are gardens, probably translate to Udhyana orchard, uh, Upavana, which literally means a small forest, like a, a little forest or a grove, as we would say, or woods. So Dhyanopa, vana means forest, and upa vana means like a 
you know, junior forest. Udyanopa Vana Aramire with pleasure grounds. Prabhupada says pleasure garden, pleasure gardens and beautiful parks. Vritta uh, Padmakara Shriyam. So surrounded, Dwarka was surrounded by all these things and Padmakara and uh, Padmakara Prabhupada says nice reservoirs of water because Akara means the source of something. And so the, the lotus source or the, the reservoir that, you know, and so that means water, beautiful, clear water is the source. That's where lotuses grow. So Padmakara, the lotus source, means a beautiful, clear body of water. So Dwarka is a, uh, it's full of color. It's full of fruits and flowers. You can imagine the weather is great. And uh, it's just a, you know, it's just sort of brilliant with color and, and beautiful parks and residences. Just a, uh, an ideal, an ideal city you could say. So, um, the next verse, uh, 13, says, Gopura Dwara Margeshu. And we're still describing the city. So again, verse 13, all these verses, 12 and now 13, well, actually 11, 12, and 13, they are not complete sentences. They're actually, it's just this very, very long sentence which began at... One eleven ten, so Gopura is the gateway. You know, in, in many older cultures, Europe and uh, certainly India, in at the entrance to a city, there will be a magnificent gate. Usually, uh, you know, the sort of uh, something on the top, so you actually pass under the gate. So Gopura Dwara Margeshu. So on the roads and on the uh, the doors of houses and on the gates to the city, Kritakotukatoranam. Uh, there were these festive arches and uh, Chitra Dwaja, painted flags. Painted means painted. It also just means very colorful, like. Uh, all different colors. It can be sewn that way with different colors of thread. So very brilliant, colorful banners and flags. Pataka. You've heard, of course, the name Jaya Pataka. So Pataka means a flag or a banner. And uh, and so Jaya Pataka means a victory banner, the victory flag. So Chitra Dwaja Pataka Grayer, uh with... Uh, Agrayer, so by, yeah, very brilliant, high quality flags, banners, many colors. So, so there, it's, just, it's just like this explosion of color because there are fruits and flowers and banners and, of course, green, the foliage. So it's, and it's, it's sunny. So it's, it's all brilliant in the sunshine. There's water everywhere. So everything is very lush. So it's an, it's an amazing place. So Anta Prati Tapam. So, uh, and the city, within the city, Antak, Pratihita uh, Tapang, the sunshine was checked. So there was lots of shade. There was all kinds of shade there, all kinds of coverings and canopies and so on. So in uh, the next verse 14, still talking about the city. This is all still one sentence. 
So we now have five verses from 10 to 14, all grammatically one sentence. So samarjita mahamarga ratya panaka uh, chatwaram. So marjita means cleansed. Samarjita, as Prabhupada translates it in the word for word, thoroughly cleansed. Mahamarga, uh, the great roads. The great roads, in other words, the, the boulevards, the, the wider roads. And uh, so in Sanskrit, they say Mahamarga, the great roads. So some Mar the great roads were thoroughly cleansed. And Ratya, uh, lanes, literally Ratya means uh, a road where a chariot or a carriage, a carriage can pass, a carriageway. Because as you can imagine, smaller, more narrow paths or roads, you can't go with horses in a carriage. So ratya is something where you can pass apanaka, marketplaces, and chatwaram. Uh, as you know, or perhaps no, chatwara, a chatur is another form of the same word, like chatur vidha, sri bhagavad prasadam. So chatur means four, and chatwaram means sort of an intersection, sort of a place where, you know, four roads come together. And then uh, there's, in this case, there's a big plaza, big open thing. These, you know, grand roads are coming in and it's a public meeting place. Well, we would call a plaza, like a huge plaza, uh, a huge, in, in, in fact, in, um, we also call it squares. Like in England, there's, you know, this square and that square. And so, obviously, a square has four sides. So here, Chatwaram, four, you know, again, four. And so it's a great square with roads coming in and there are public meeting places, Prabhupada says, in that great square. And Siktam, the city is sprinkled. Siktam means sprinkled. Prabhupada says moistened with. Uh, Ganda Jalair, uh, scented water. Ganda means scent or aroma. And jala means water. So uh, the city has been sprinkled with scented water. And uptam, for those of you interested in Sanskrit, from the verb vup, some prasarna. Anyway, won't go into all the grammatical details. But uptam means a city. All that uptam and siktam are words describing the city are strewn with phala uh, pushpakshatankurai. Uh, which is full of fruits, pushpa flowers, akshatankurai, and uh, unbroken seeds, which are considered to be uh, auspicious. Uh, that's the word uh, ankura, which according to the Sanskrit dictionary, means sprouts or shoots or blades so little uh, soft, these soft, delicate sprouts are strewn, are thrown about, and uh, akshata, unbroken seeds. So, um, so again, describing this amazing city of Dwarka, you know, it's the most amazing city on earth. So, uh, so still, actually, uh, 
the same sentence. <laughs> so Dwari Dwari, that means in every door. Dwara means a door, Dwari means at the door, in the door. So when you repeat it, just like we say Yada means when, Yada Yada means whenever at every time. So Dwari Dwari at every door. Grihanangcha at every door of the houses of the Grihas, Dadyakshata Palekshubi with Dadi yogurt, Akshata again unbroken uh, seeds or nuts, Fala uh, fruits, Ikshubi and stalks of sugar cane. Alankritang, the city is decorated. Alankritang. So at every door of the houses, the city is decorated with all these things, Purna Kumbhaya, with full water pots, Purna means full, Kumba, and then Balivir, and also with articles for worship, Dupa Deepakai, uh, such as uh, incense, Dupa, Dupa, and Deepa, lamps, incense and lamps. So these are very ancient things to offer incense, to offer lamps, uh, full water pots. And this is Dwari Dwari at every door of the houses, Grihanam. So, Nishamya, so, So now we're going to get another very long sentence because these two, these two verses, 16 and 17, are part of a sentence. And there's, they're not a complete sentence because it doesn't have a, uh, a finite verb. It doesn't have a... a so, nishamya, which is, forms a dependent clause in sentence. Nishamya means hearing. So again, if you say in English... Hearing that Krishna was coming, that's not a sentence. Uh, so, Nishamya hearing, Prashtam, that their most beloved, Ayantam, was coming. Hearing that their dear most was coming. Nishamya Prashtam Ayantam. This is verse 16. Vasudevo, Krishna's father, Mahamana, the great-minded Vasudeva, Akrurascha and Akrura, Ugrasenascha, and Ugrasena, Ramas, Chadbhuta Vikrama, and Rama of amazing prowess, Ramas, Chadbhuta Vikrama, Pradyumnas, Charudeshnascha, and Pradyumna and Charudeshna, Sam, these are the names of all the people. Sambo Jambavati Sutta, Samba, son of Jambavati, and Jambavati, not, oh God, in this concept, they say things like Jambavati. Oh, anyway, it's Jambavati. It's, it's the first day is long, Jambavati, because she is the daughter of Jambavan. So the daughter of Jambavan is Jambavati Sutta. So the son of Jambavati, Samba, Praharsha Vego Chas Chasita Shayanasana Vojanat. So, Praharsha Vega, by the power of their joy, by the by the by the power of their joy, Prabhupada says, uh, the force of their extreme happiness, Uchasita. 
Uh, I just want to tell you exactly what that means. Um, one second here. Hmm. Not in the dictionary. That's okay. Don't worry about it. It's just uh, sometimes dictionary puts it in a different way than the way it's spelled here. So being influenced by this, Shayana, Asana, Vojana. And, and these people, all these people were, some were lying down, resting. Some were sitting. Some were dining. So again, so upon hearing that Krishna's coming, all these people who are doing these different things, what did they do? Well, we have to go on to finish the sentence. Um, just want to see one thing here. Okay, so let's go to the next sentence. Varendram Puraskritya Brahmanaik Sasumangalaik Shankaturya Ninadena Brahma Goshena Chadrata Pradyujagmurataihrista Pranaya Gata Sadvasaha. So they uh So they Pratyu Jagmur. Uh, they all uh, rush forth. So that's the verb. That these people hearing that Krishna was coming, all these people who are doing all these things rushed to Krishna. So now, so let's go to the beginning of this verse 18. Varanendram Puras Kritya. Pura means in front, Kritya, placing in front, Puras Kritya. Prabhupada says, putting in front, Varanendram, uh, the best elephants, Varana's elephant, Indra. Indra actually means like the chief or the, or the head or the leader. So Varanendra means the chief elephant, Puraskritya, putting in front, Brahmanaik, Sasumangalaik, with the Brahmins uh, and with all the very auspicious things that you do, Shankaturya Ninadena with the, the sound going forth of conch shells and bugles. Uh, Brahma Ghoshena. And uh, with the, the sort of the reciting or the declaring of the Vedas. Chadritaha. And so they themselves were being honored. They themselves were being honored because they're great personalities. Pratyujagmur, uh, they went forth toward Krishna. That's actually literally what it means. Pratyujagmur means they, they kind of rose up and they went toward Krishna, retired with chariots, hrishta, they were thrilled. Pranayagatasadvasaha. And uh, they were out of love they of course out of their great love for krishna they were uh, ecstatic the word sadvasa means they were also very disturbed and they were um 
Yeah, they were because they were. It's like when you love someone very, very much, and suddenly after a long absence, that person's coming, you become in a happy way. You become disturbed. You become agitated because that that the person you most love is coming back, and so that's the state of all these people. And so, so we'll stop there for now, actually. I think, I mean, I think we described a lot of what's going on. To, uh, next week, hopefully, we'll all still be on the planet. We can do 111.19. So now let's see if there are any questions. Uh, I really try to answer all the questions, and then usually whenever I go off the air, I get a note saying you missed some questions. So I'm sorry about that, but it's... um. I hope we get to verse. Oh, well, actually, we didn't. Uh, more is hidden. Um, it, these pastimes run limited, so yes, there's always more eternally because uh, Christmas pastimes run limited. Um, let's see, any questions? Uh, let's see. Oh, my cousin Pal is watching. Hey, Pal. I have a cousin who's a very good devotee. So thank you all very much. And uh, I don't see any questions. I'm sure as soon as I click the leave studio button, I'll get a note saying that I missed some questions that came in just as I was leaving. But what can I do? So have a great Sunday in Krishna consciousness, and I hope we'll all be together again next Sunday. Hare Krishna.